Hello everyone, this is Melissa with the Mom Chronicles. Thank you for listening. I hope you're having a great day today. I wanted to uh, talk about kind of a tough subject today. I want to talk about one of the lowest points of my life. How I got there, how I crawled out of it, and um, the lesson that I learned from it. Just to share, because, you know, I wish there was a podcast around when I was going through being a a young mother with young kids to, you know, kind of learn or just to relate to, to feel like, you know, I'm not alone. There's someone else going through a similar situation, just something, you know, I can relate to. So when I I have two children, my second child, the pregnancy was (laughs) very, way different than the first child. The first child was an easy pregnancy, easy, easy child. He was very easy going. With my daughter, the child, uh, pregnancy was tough. The last half of it, I was miserable. I had a C-section with her, so the recovery was really tough. And while we were at the hospital, um, we she we found out on the last day that she had a, a hole in her heart, and that you know, so that's you know, it's hard enough you know being a new parent, but then to find out something's medically wrong with your child, you start to worry even more. So we took her home. And we got adjusted to being having two children around. We uh, quickly realized that she cried a lot, and it was you know usually with the when a baby cries, you just feed them, change their diaper, burp them, and they stop crying. Well, that never happened. <laughs> so for the first of year of her life, basically, she cried the whole time. No matter what you did, she would cry. And we took her to doctors. Everyone's just like, she's just going to cry a lot. Well, you can, if you could just think crying all the time, 24-7, no matter what you did, it it eventually took a toll more, I guess, it took a toll on all, everyone, but it took a toll more on me because we, you know, I realized, we all realized that she cried, she still cried with me, but she cried less with me. And I was the only thing that would make her when it was really bad crying fits stop was me holding her so it was very difficult being not the sole caretaker but you know sort of because you know I felt bad that I felt bad for anybody that ever had to watch her because you know it was optional for them you know I was the parent so you know I'm Either way, I'm going to have to deal with the crying, but I felt bad because I knew how much it drove me crazy hearing it all the time. But, so it was, it was hard. It was very hard. But most, most days I was just in survival mode. I just got to get through the day. I never really realized the toll it was taking on me mentally, um, till two, two years later. And it was, and and then in some weird way, I thought, you know, her having this hole in her heart that if she cried too hard, it would make it worse or I could cause more damage to her heart. Her heart wouldn't heal properly. I mean, just the little things that would run through your mind. So that made it even worse because I didn't want her to ever get so upset that she would cry and cause damage. So, you know, I was always one, you know, trying to be protective of her and, and the only way I could, which was to be there all the time be that sole person taking care of her. So I eventually went back to work. I didn't go back full time because I couldn't go back with such young children. 
I couldn't afford the childcare because having two children that young in daycare is just outrageously expensive. So my son was in daycare for three days a week. And then my daughter was, my sister watched my daughter because I didn't feel, I didn't want her to go to daycare with this heart condition and the fact that she cried all the time. So, you know, and I needed a break. Work was a break from the crying because even when I was at work, I still, because I heard crying all the time, I could still hear her crying in, in, in my head or something. I guess it was like flashbacks of crying. So, but I needed that break to get away from, get away from it all. Uh, but so many times my sister, cause she lived about five minutes from where I worked. She would be like, your daughter won't start, stop crying. I fed her. I've saying to her, I've tried to do everything. There's nothing wrong with her. She just won't stop crying. Can you just come to just to get her to stop crying? So I would drive to my sister's house, and as soon as my daughter saw me, she would stop crying. As soon as as soon as she saw me, so this constant dealing with her the crying um, really kind of messed up. You know, I I didn't realize at the time that it was affecting me, but it was because no matter what I did, I couldn't get a, a full break from I couldn't be a Melissa basically and it and it was hard it it was it was very hard not to be able to get that mental break that you need to be to be a person and I was a mess I didn't want to leave my house when I was the only time I left my house was work or go run errands I didn't talk to my friends you know I'm normally a social person and I became the complete opposite the antisocial and part of it I blame not a blame but I was like I have a new baby which I did have a new baby and I did have a two-year-old but I, you know I still needed to get out and still be a person but I was so worried that something was going to happen to my daughter or that my husband couldn't ha- handle the crying or whatever so I just never left and that I mean I wouldn't take care of myself so but I didn't realize how bad I got, you know, until it's too late. You don't realize. So, I probably had postpartum depression. And I realized that later, not during it. During it, I was just trying to survive. You go into survival mode where you're just trying to get through the days. And it's it, it's hard to be a mom and then to have something wrong with your child and then you might be upset about it and depressed about it, but you're so worried about your child that you don't pay attention to yourself. I had gone to the ER two times thinking I was having heart attacks, but it turned out it was panic attacks. Nothing was wrong with my heart, but something was wrong with me mentally. And that was really hard for me to swallow because, you know, you think you're invincible, that you can do it all. Nothing's ever going to go wrong with you. But then it does. Then it does. So my husband's like, hey, I think you should go see a therapist. You've had you know a lot going on because, you know, I never, you know, left and I never, I was just always in this mommy mode, I guess. So... I went to the therapist, and I realized that a lot of things, um, but that I I was having panic attacks because I, you know, I never did anything for me. 
all I did was worry about all the things that could go wrong with my daughter. That if I left for too long, she was going to have the, not a heart attack, but she was going to have something major wrong. That somebody watching her would, you know, couldn't handle the crying, would not take good, as good as care as I would. I mean, just all kinds of thoughts ran through my mind. She was on top of it. I mean, she did, she was a handful. I will just say that she was a handful. I never was able to relax. Uh, you know, I just realized a lot of things. I was a major stress ball, always on, always worrying about what could go wrong. And it never actually went wrong, but I was always worrying. And then all that worrying during the day would catch up with me at night. And then that's when I would have my panic attacks, thinking I was having a heart attack. But really, it was a panic attack. And I don't know if you've had a panic attack, but it feels like a heart attack. So, it was very, very hard to realize that something was wrong with me. But I had to realize why something was wrong with me. Like, how did I get here? And that's kind of what the therapist helped me with. And she was like, what do you do for you? What do you, I mean, just, she started asking all these questions and I go, I start realizing the things are clicking that I don't do anything for me anymore. I'm always in my, you know, caregiver mode. And I forgot that I have needs too. I have, whatever, I have things that I want to do, but I never did any of them. I never relaxed. I was always just in this mode of, I have to take care of everyone else around me because if I don't, something major is going to go wrong. That's just, I was just stuck in this mode and I didn't know how to get out of this mode, but I knew I wanted to because I was sick of the panic attacks. I was worried. I mean, so it's just, it's hard for us to juggle being a mom wife and a and a person your own person because before you were both of those things you were just I was just Melissa and Melissa likes certain things but you start adding being a caregiver and you forget kind of where you are in the picture and it was one of the hardest things for me to realize during all this was that before I could take any care take care of anyone else I had to take care of myself and I thought I was by taking care of everyone else that that's would take care of me, but it wasn't. And I had to really, really, really dig deep to figure out how to take care of myself. And it was, it had been so long since I'd done things for myself, I had to figure out what I even wanted to do. And my family had to, you know, understand that. I had to work on me to be a better person, a better wife, a better mom. All these things, you know, we're taught from early, very early on to, to be, to put everyone else first before yourself. And that, you know, I think we have to take care of ourselves first. And I think it's like a business, you know, I'm running a business and I was running my business into the ground and it was at you know at the you know the detriment of myself. It didn't matter if I was feeling sleep deprived, feeling crappy, d- never I didn't brush my hair, I was wearing the same clothes yesterday. It didn't matter. No one, n- no one's gonna say anything because 
but it made me feel bad. It made me feel not like a person. I was just a, taking care of a robot. I don't even know what, it, but I was just not a person anymore. So I started slowly giving, giving myself little breaks. I started to reach out to my friends that I had ignored for so long. I went out with one of my girlfriends and got a pedicure and you know, got my hair done. I hadn't got my hair done in over a year. Had no, you know, I mean, it was just, I was, (laughs) I was rough, but these little things I started to do for myself, do for myself started to help me in the long term. And I started to realize, you know, I started to realize things were getting better. Like for example, um, I've talked to my sister-in-law about this, about having some me time and she gets weekly. She goes to Starbucks And just has a cup of coffee, reads a book, writes, whatever she wants to do, and just sits there. And sometimes you just need to go somewhere, sit in silence, just to be yourself and have some quiet. Because anybody knows that has kids, it's not quiet unless they're napping or doing something they shouldn't be doing. And in this, these doing these little things will make made me less of a stress ball. Will hopefully make you less of a stress ball, and you'll be better at everything you're doing. You you'll start being better a better mom a better wife a better friend all these things that I wasn't being um so I started to feel less I don't say crazy but I started to feel more normal more like myself I started to have less panic attacks and that was crucial crucial I started to worry less I started to get out I started to do things that I liked to do you know, us moms, we have one of the hardest jobs that anybody will ever have to, you know, create little beings and put them out into the world to hopefully be good people. And, you know, it's such a precious gift. You want to do the best that you can do, but you have to be the best version of yourself and you have to work on yourself and you have to really, really take care of yourself. And trust me, it's hard to put yourself first and tell everybody else, hey, you have to wait a second. Let me get myself straight so I can be better. I can be a better version of myself. And you have to say no. You have to learn to say no. There were so many times that one of the things I enjoy is going to Target. Who doesn't enjoy going to Target? But it's not enjoyable to go to Target with kids. And whoever said, maybe it is for some people, but it is not for me. I, by the end of the story, you're done telling your kids 50 times they can't have all these random things that they see that they want. You're, uh, they're all, you're also, you know, exhausted from telling them to slow down, stop hitting people with the car, watch out for this person. So it's not enjoyable to go to a store with young kids. It's just not. And if somebody finds it is, they, they're perfect, they got it, then they're win a mom award because it is not fun going to a store with young kids. It is just not. It never has been. Every time I do it, I instantly regret it. So I had to go to Target by myself, you know, so you can enjoy it. You go for three things, you leave with 20. That's, that's a Target trip for me. But that kind of stuff is enjoyable. So get somebody to watch your kids. If you want to go get Starbucks or just sit in silence, whatever it is for you, you got to make it happen. Your husband has to make it happen because he's got to realize that you need this. You need these breaks to get refreshed. Things aren't going to fall apart when you leave. 
You just got to leave and let go. And hopefully they will keep it together and the house doesn't is not burnt down when you get back. But you just got to let go. So the lesson, if, the lesson I learned from all this is that you have to take care of yourself. Once you take care of yourself, this will make everyone else, it, it helps everyone. You're running the household. And if you're falling apart, then the household's falling apart. If I didn't, and, you know, I'm not perfect. And if I, you know, I had panic attacks, I had, I struggled, I struggled. But I had to learn, it took me going through this to learn that I have to let go and I have to trust the people around me to help me and it took a crying baby crying all the time you know to for me to realize that you know having it made me learn a lot (laughs) it made me learn a lot that I need there's no manual with how to be the mom and obviously because who who could have ever you know foresaw that I was gonna have a child that cried and how much it would you know mess with me mentally I mean I couldn't have predicted that and here I was dealing with it just trying to survive and that's what we do good we just try to get through we all go through ups and downs and we do not need to beat each other up as moms we all have completely different struggles and we need to share these stories and support each other. That's the that's the only way we need to communicate about it. Because if I had something like this years ago, it would have made me feel a whole lot better. Because my husband couldn't relate. My sister, she doesn't have kids. She couldn't relate. All she could just see was the struggles that I was going through and how hard it was for me. So I love this platform because I can talk about these things with more women and reach more people with what I've struggled with and what I've learned from having a baby that wouldn't stop crying. And if one, if one person can relate to that, then it makes all the difference for me. It really does. So hopefully you've learned something from this. It was nice talking to everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, My next podcast is going to be about emotional labor. And this is a very, very important topic to me. And most women deal with it every day and do not even realize that they are dealing with it. So everyone, please tune in because I definitely think you will relate to this topic. Please click subscribe and rate the show. You can check me out on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.